0: Welcome to Your Money with DeWitt Capital Management, a show about investing, the markets, life, and everything in between. David DeWitt Jr. and Sr. and Scott Frank will share what they've been reading and listening to and what the trends are in the market. All opinions expressed in the show are solely the opinions of Dave, Dave, and Scott or any guest on the show and do not reflect the opinions of DeWitt Capital Management. All content within the podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decision-making.
1: Well, anyways, there has been a change lately, a political change, um, and uh, I'm sure we are all aware of what that was, and we're kind of wondering what might happen as a result of this political change, and um, we now have a new president, Biden, who we think probably wants to raise taxes at some point. Uh maybe individual taxes and taxes on long-term capital gains, maybe changes in the state taxes. So um, for 2021, we don't know if any
0: of these changes are going to occur. But regarding um, the change in power and a potential change in legislation, we will keep you posted on how moves throughout the year could affect your money. So um, moving on to today's topic, um, we wanted to go through a bit of a case study of a individual who is entering retirement.
2: Yeah, I think you could you could you could point to this with whether you're entering retirement, whether you're changing advisors, uh, whether you've come into some capital, whether through an inheritance or a liquidation um, of of an asset, whether it be real estate or, or a business. I think you know, um, there's a lot of I guess feeling of anxiety or confusion, hesitation about what to do, especially where, you know, uh, people perceive the market being at. And, and I think um, what I, I think what we would all say is it's, it's a natural feeling, no, to feel anxious, to feel confused, to feel a little bit, you know, uh, of a fish out of water and knowing kind of what move to make and is it the right move? Especially
0: if you haven't, if you're someone who has just changed advisors or You haven't had a long-term advisor that you really trust and you're sort of trying to figure out what to do on your own. And you have maybe just a natural tendency to be a little bit skeptical of what advisors can do for you. I think that's super natural to feel that way. Yeah.
1: Also the, uh, the idea of feeling anxious, I think is probably fairly pervasive right now because the market, although it's really run up, is anxiety provoking because if it runs up like this, it could also go back down. So, I mean, people who have gains in the market have to wonder, is this, is this something I'm going to hold on to or not? And, and what, what, what am I going to do to protect this if it goes the other way? I mean, it's just market cycles.
2: Yeah, I think that's right. But also, you know, what doesn't stop is, you know, you trying to reach your financial future, right? right. So you have these assets, you have to have them work for you in order to reach your destination, and um, uh, it isn't like staying on the sidelines is necessarily going to get you there any faster, right? Right, because because timing is is difficult, and I think we would all agree um, is is not something that should be practiced. Um, no, um, you know, as as a way of of reaching your goal.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, I think a lot of people know that they're not supposed to try and time it. They know that they should just you know get a plan and hold on to it and trust that your plans going to work out for you over time and make sure it's set up right but i think unfortunately it's just we're all human and emotion takes over at times and when yeah. when the when volatility comes sometimes it's just too much to bear and you just you just need to sleep that night and so you okay. may make a decision
2: yeah so so i think one of the ways to to mitigate some of that anxiety or confusion is is to find an advisor or work with a financial coach right i mean dave you've been in this business a long time you know what are your thoughts what have you seen
1: um well you know yes i think that um having an advisor or financial coach that can help you stay with the plan is probably your best asset because human emotion is going to cause um, the average guy to uh, look at the market declining and uh, panic out um, pop maybe as it's bottoming and maybe Warren Buffett at that time is in there buying everything he can get his hands on that looks like a good value. And then the market rises and people, you know, they watch the market go, they watch the market go and they think, gee, you know, maybe I should move in now. Wait, I'll wait, no, wait, no, I'll, no, I'll go forward. No, I, no, wait. And they, and they, they're, they're this indecision will continue yeah. as the market's rising and then finally they'll pull the trigger, but
0: they might And in be- a lot, lot might- of these people, these people, you know, to be fair, they're not investment pros. They're trying no. to, they're trying to make these decisions on their own using the best they can, which, which is good and all, but you know, it's kind of like you wouldn't, you wouldn't fly your own airplane to your vacation. Nope, and you, wouldn't necessarily, not you wouldn't necessarily want to build your own computer uh unless not some people do that, it's cool, but like you have to know what you're doing, right? And you wouldn't want to fix your own air conditioner. Uh you get a pro. And uh, no, um, I think that's where people maybe miss the mark with financial advisors. Um, they are their only job is to help you through this. So so I think
1: you know, I'm thinking um that it requires a level of trust. There has to be a level of trust that the individual fears feels that he says to himself, you know, I'd rather be doing what I like to do and not trying to manage my own money. I trust that this other person can do this better than I can. And it takes a while for that trust to develop. And it has to be shown by the, the potential advisor that this is what could pop. That would be the case. So
0: you want to find someone who, spends you know, the time to get to know you and really truly understand your risk tolerance and all, and all those kind of things. Because if your first experience of volatility with your advisor and you just, you just don't like the way that, you know, you can't stand the way that your portfolio is behaving, then maybe it wasn't set up correctly for you from That's the right. start.
2: That's right. Yeah. And I think also, um, and I think we've seen this before with, with some clients where um, you know, another way to kind of reduce some anxiety is to actually develop the financial plan or, you know, the roadmap, right. To identify what exactly are your requirements financially. Right. And, um, and then you can kind of calibrate your tolerance, you know, for variability or, or call it risk. Right. So um, I think that is probably the, the best way to really get understanding is is, are you on course um, you know, what are the hurdles or what are the, the issues we need to kind of overcome yeah. and um, and make sure that you have a plan, right? Like anything, if you're going to build a house, you have to, you have to have an architect, right? You have to have those plans approved. Otherwise you're just kind of building in the, in the dark, which um, I don't think is uh, is a great strategy whatsoever.
0: Right. And I, I think there's a lot of people that we've, you know, we've had experience with that they have a certain amount of money and they just because they have no way of really analyzing what that money means to them for their future. They don't think it's enough, even though maybe it really is enough as long as you map it out and you truly understand like, this is your social security, this is your, your pension. And this is, you know, how we can, we can stretch this out. And a lot of people don't really understand that and they think it's just not enough. So they're, they're constantly making these emotional decisions, feeling like they need to grow it, grow it, grow it. And if there's any losses, maybe they're not going to be able to retire, When really, if you just really sit back and like you said, Scott, put it through the, put it through um, the works and get a plan, use an advisor to help you understand, then all of a sudden you can be like, oh, wait, I really am on track. I have more than I need, actually.
2: Yeah, I think once you have the plan, you can do all kinds of different, you can analyze it from different scenarios. So if you wanted to take a different job or wanted to retire early, also you can stress test it. So say we did come into an environment where. Market got a little rocky, or you know, it it went down 20%, 30%. How would that impact your overall plan? It it, you know, um, and then you can kind of then ahead of time chart out the course if that were to happen, or if if we assume that may happen, how do we build in defenses today to withstand that kind of volatility, right? So so I think it's just it's just the planning aspect will Uh, you know, will help with a lot of those uncertainties or confusion uh, once you put it on paper or in software, however you prefer.
1: So if somebody's going to go to war, they're going to have an offense and they're going to have a defense in case the offense doesn't work. So you you need to have both the offense and the defense of aspects of the program in place so that when the inevitable volatility occurs, you're not going to be freaking out because you know it's going to happen. And yeah. so that would be incorporated in the plan and the way the investments were structured.
0: Yeah, if that's, the, if that's what suits you, if you want to your portfolio to not bother you at all, uh, I mean, of course, it might bother you a little bit here and there, but if you want it to be set up in such a way that you can just go about your life, you, you do you and you know that your portfolio has been tailored with lots of thought and effort to, to be what's right for you, then you're not going to spend hours at night worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow.
2: Yeah, I think that's right. And I think also once you come to that, that place where then you're talking about what the portfolio looks like, um, have your advisor tell you, you know, and try to understand what it is you own and why it is you own it. Does it, does it make sense? Is there some practicality or logic behind it? what does each thing represent within it, right? Um, and then how does it help us get us to where we want to be more efficiently? I think that's that's the other key. You don't have to be a specialist or an expert in these things, but there has to be some underlying level of logic as to as to how it all fits together, right? To help you get to where you want to go. Right.
0: Now, there is, of course, the situation where even some of the most diversified portfolios that are set up just for you specifically that will withstand some volatility. You know, there are events in the world that happen that may, where correlations of assets go to one and there's big drawdowns across the board. And if you, you cannot, and it's something that you weren't expecting, it wasn't how you thought it was set up to be, but you do know that your portfolio was set up carefully by an advisor you trust. Those are tough moments to get through. Um, so I, so that, that still is always on the table when you're in investing, right?
2: Yes, completely. I mean, you're, you're trying to tame an untamable beast. Um. So, so I think what, from that perspective, um, you know, you, I think you have to con- continuously review it, right. And rebalance it no different than scheduled maintenance for a vehicle, right. You do those things for a purpose, right. To make sure it, it's maintained and it keeps running smoothly for the next 10,000 miles or whatever it may be. So I think to stay on course, keep reevaluating uh, periodically, uh, you know, a yeah. couple I of do times think, a year, get a spot check.
0: I do think there's value to having an advisor who is who's also up to snuff on, you know, how the economy is going. What is the data in the economy? What is the general outlook? Because really, when those really stressful periods happen, you want someone there to, to show you, you know, that like these things pass, this pain passes, and show you how in history it has passed on every single large drawdown in the market. Sometimes it takes way longer than others, but the patient and the person who sticks to the plan ends up not regretting it. The person who ends up regretting it is who starts just trading and making decisions and calling their and like sell sell out, sell out. you know, that is when, that's when the issues come. So if you have someone who's constantly giving you good information on the economy and like, and how things are, you know, could respond after a, a big volatile event, um, it can help you through those periods as well. That's right.
1: I have to admit that I'm probably guilty of uh, being, uh, particularly earlier in my career of not having a, uh, you know, a a portfolio built the way we're talking about now, because I can look back in the 1999 era and stocks, internet stocks were just absolutely on fire. They're flying, you know, and I was concentrated in these types of stocks and, you know, multi multi-millionaire one day and then it collapsed. And then I found out, whoops, there's not a whole lot here. So I know from experience that the correct way is take a sleeve of your money, maybe 10, 20% or whatever it is, and, you know, play the high flyers as individual stock picks. But then for the bulk of your money, really have a solid, you know, plan that has offense and defense that will, you know, get you through when the market starts to really tank. And we, we just don't know when that will happen again.
0: Yeah. And I think that's something that, I mean, I know I like to do that for, you know, for certain clients, that it makes sense for who want, you know, who want a little extra flair in their portfolio. Um, as long as the, the, you know, as long as it makes sense for their plan, that's really what it comes down to. If, if having a sleeve 10%, 20% of, you know, a curated um, individual stock picks that, you know, fit your, you know, that there are things you are really looking forward to following the stores, how they evolve, their themes you really like. I mean, as long as it makes sense in your plan, it won't make sense for everyone, for some people it might. I mean, that's a basic, you
1: know financial planning I mean when I started the business I was definitely in the financial planning side of the world doing financial plans when they could only be done by massive you know computers at the big warehouses and they cost two thousand dollars and um, and uh, for the clients that went through that they uh, they lived through all the you know ups and downs it, it just it just works to have a structure and like what Scott, you were saying, like a blueprint, you know, you're building something, you have, you you carefully construct it that's designed. So that when things get a little crazy that you have a solid foundation underneath it and can move through it. And you don't like, like we said, last podcast, the average guy doesn't, his return does not equal what the S and P 500 did because their decision-making is based on emotion and not based on a solid financial plan.
2: Yeah. I would say a lack of, lack of a, of a roadmap and also to Davey's point about, you know, empirically looking at stuff, a lack of a feedback loop, just kind of, you're just randomly taking, uh, taking decisions without any kind of learning curve behind it. Um, Yeah. I think that's the general experience you'll have. So um, yeah, let's not the forget that more structured that.
0: you can make it uh, the better. Yeah, let's not forget that uh from 98 to 2018 the average the average equity investor, so the average retail guy um is did 3.8% versus if you just went into that index fund, the S&P 500, you were doing you know almost 100% better than that at 5.6%, so yeah. Um it's not it wasn't doing nothing that caused that. It was doing something. That's right. That's right. That was the Dalbar study I think you're referring to. Yep, 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 yep. So, um, I mean, that's just, it's, it's remarkable. I mean, the urge to do something. And I think this year, in a lot of ways, especially recently, it feels like it's all gone so easy where the average guy might be doing really, really well, but um, that won't last forever.
2: Never does.
1: Well, from my perspective, Um, I I really feel that we are in a situation that is, you can't take these gains to the bank unless uh, you just can't.
0: Yeah, right. It's crazy though, because you think like, wow, like this valuation seems so crazy. It's, It's so high. And then you think, well, wait, the government's going to just be the backbone every time anything happens. And it's going to basically step in no matter what happens and give you checks or, or make rates go even lower, who knows, maybe negative. It's like, so what is the real, what's the next catalyst to really break this thing? So with that said, I mean, that's, I mean, that's why there's always, there's always a reason to get out and a reason to get in. There's a million reasons to get out and a million reasons to get in. There's so much news floating around all the time. What do you do? Half of the people on wall street are bulls. Half of them are bears. Like who do you trust? Um, How do you know what to do? There's too much information. So just get, you know, get, you live your life and you get a financial advisor who can consolidate all this information for you, give you a plan and then just get on with it. Okay, so
1: so when you talk about a financial plan, okay, so let's say you you have some financial planning software and you uh, help somebody, excuse me, losing my voice here, to develop a plan that's the hard work part. That is where you pull it all together, enter all the data and, and monitor it. That is, a, um, that is an event that <clears throat> is necessary to start, I think.
0: Yeah, I think if you, if, you go to, if you seek out a financial advisor and they're not doing that legwork, um, then how do they know that what they're doing is right for you?
2: Yeah, the, I mean the, the the plan would dictate
0: the execution, wouldn't it? Yeah, because you could be you could have someone who's sixty five years old has five hundred thousand dollars come to you and you won't know any of this, and he just says, "I want to grow this money aggressively." And if the financial advisor says, "Okay, well, let's just slap it in," you know the, the 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 ETF that has grown the most the past twelve months, and let's just let it let it loose. Well. That is not him doing his duty to understand you or your risk or understanding because how, I mean, that just, that's irresponsible, right? So you definitely want to make sure that if you do use a financial advisor, make sure they get to know you and make at least somewhat of a plan for you and get to know what your situation really is. That's
2: right. Yeah. Or, Or you may find that based upon the financial plan, you don't have to grow it aggressively, right? Yep,
1: Um,
2: which uh, which I I think you know it's it's the identifying and like it's discovery of what it is you actually need this stuff to do for you, and then that then dictates everything else. So you back into it via the plan.
1: I think that I think that is so important. Yeah, I mean, people spend their lives accumulating and building, and then to get to the point where they're in that mode, that's just a habit that they're in. I mean if they don't stop and think like, wait a minute, do I have enough money to retire? If I do have enough money to retire, then how should I structure my portfolio to get me through the next 20, 25 years?
0: Yeah. Why would you, why would you necessarily want to keep investing um, to keep growing at the highest could be possibly can? Because of course that introduces continued, the continued potential for risk and larger drawdowns. So But I also understand that there are certain people with that mindset where they just want to win, 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 win and and grow. So, you know.
1: I'm 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 at the stage where I have to change my mindset. Where I have to, and I'm sure there's a lot of people like me out there that have, you know, they've been accumulating, they've been buying stocks, they've been going up. We've been in this wonderful, you know, environment we're in. And Now could be the time where you do a plan, you set up a structured environment, structured portfolio that's defensive and offensive has both particulars and let it go and have somebody manage it um, through a system that is designed over time to maybe even outperform the market. Um, With lower
0: risk. risk. And that reminds me of, you know, I just posted the other day on social media uh, a graphic of how, Of how diversification can be really disappointing in the moment. So basically, the way the graph goes is one year your portfolio is down, but down less than the broad market. But no matter what, if you're someone who likes to win, you lost money that year, and that doesn't feel great, right? Because you you lost money no matter what. The next year, your portfolio bounces back nicely, but then you're comparing it to the S and P 500, and it's like, oh, not quite as much as that. And you're like, wow. Hmm. I didn't do as good. My financial advisor must suck or something like that. <laughs> and then the next year you lose money again. And it's like, Oh man. But you know, you, since losing money always feels bad, it does, it's not as important to you that it wasn't as down as much as the market. And then when you do this exercise over a few mar, a couple market cycles or even a few years on a smaller scale, you could end up being well ahead of the game. And then you wake up one day and you're like, Whoa, I'm, I did pretty damn good. Uh, it didn't feel very fun, but now it's good because I get to live the retirement I want. So, so there is that that element. And I do and think for people that want to keep winning and winning and winning, there's still there's still can be room, and and you have you know you're clearly on track for your plan. There's there's going to be room in your portfolio for some for some fun. For I'll, tell, some, you what, I'll tell, some
2: tell you what. I'll tell you what. A, a win. Look, a win is a win. Um, in you know, no matter how you look at it. Right. But I would say if you think about a baseball analogy, the probability of you winning the game by hitting a double or a single is probably higher than a walk-off home run. Right. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, look at it like that, right. Winning is winning at the end of the day. And it's really about, you know, how you get it there. Right. But the plan will then dictate the probability of reaching it. And then that will then give you some indication as to how much of it you can you can assign to more of a speculative type of activity for those who uh enjoy that or yeah and 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 don't
0: get us wrong you know we do love we do love our little you know our our fix of of speculation um well you've done a good job in picking david yeah well that's that's always that can always be part of the plan i think that's part of what I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm pitching ourselves or anything, but that's what makes it more fun for us. Is because we give that extra flavor to some of our clients that want that extra level of uh, excitement in their portfolio. But it needs to be always balanced with what is the core of the portfolio doing, and is that core proper for you, and does it all make sense together? That's just that's just the way it is. So uh, let me tell you about my
1: experience. In 1999, I had. Let's call it. I'm just going to give you round numbers. Maybe 150, 200 thousand dollars in the market. Then the internet bubble cracked up in full in full steam. I leveraged that sucker up. I got up to around 10 million bucks in about a year and a half. People thought I, I was. I didn't know that. Well, I'm just I'm confessing now what I've done. Now, if only Scott Frank had knocked on my door and said, "Hey, Dave." look at all these winnings you've got why don't you put it in a program that is offensive defensive structured for the long run and had gotten through to me at that time then i wouldn't have then i wouldn't have witnessed the downside and the problem was assuming i could have talked you into it yes
0: and now um, yeah you'd have to like
1: bang me on the head with a hammer you probably would have had to like shake me up or put me through like like Scrooge in the, you know, the, the Christmas past, Christmas future, Christmas present, like Big Dave, if you stay on this path, this is Christmas future and you'll be broke. Yeah, so and why now- Why don't you reform?
0: <laughs> it's now, um, like, so- It's hard. It's hard. Right. It's hard. Hold on. So is anyone out here listening to this and you have massive gains, you've done so well, you bought calls in Tesla, you bought calls in some of these other high-flying COVID stocks, he'd he he the story that you just heard i'm not we're knocking on your door it's about as relevant today as it ever could be i think well I you could have been worth a hundred right million now. you could have been worth a hundred million dollars today let's not talk about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> well if i'd
1: if i'd known scott back then maybe i i would right but scott 20 years ago scott i don't know you know what were you doing 20 years ago Some people like me that rode the wave up Let's take part of that out and put in the slice of offensive, defensive, strategically designed uh, portfolio management and uh, hold on to that money as best you can.
0: Talk to an advisor.
2: Develop yeah. a plan.
0: Develop a plan. Talk to an advisor. Consolidate, yeah, crystallize, to- crystallize, those gains. You yep. earned it.
1: Yep. And some, but not all advisors A lot of advisors fall in the same trap. They're riding the wave too. And so, you know, you have to know who your advisor is.
0: For sure. Okay. Um, That's it for for today. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it. And um, we'll be talking to you all year about how we can help uh, think about your money. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want a question highlighted on the show or have any comments or feedback, shoot us an email at yourmoneydewitt at gmail.com. See you on the next one.